No, the Philadelphia Eagles are not trading A.J. Brown. We need to stop talking about it because he is listening. Let's not mess up something that took decades to finally get. Please. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Eagles analyst also over at Bleacher Report on today's edition of Locked On Eagles. I'm going to get into why we as a fan base and a media need to be careful with A.J. Brown. Plus, I discuss the importance of giving Brown and Devontae Smith another reliable weapon at wide receiver and give my Senior Bowl Day 2 takeaways. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 200 dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins so visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started so this time it was a sports radio station just coming up with a stupid topic to fill a monday or tuesday afternoon drive should the philadelphia eagles trade aj brown for patrick certain the denver broncos corner and look gino and i did this yesterday on the show we did trade scenarios and we mentioned patrick certain but we did not mention A.J. Brown's AJ Brown's name. There have been stories outside of just this segment on a radio station about A.J. Brown. There have been tweets from fans. There have been podcast episodes. There have been radio shows across this city that have discussed A.J. Brown, his attitude, what they think that he's thinking, especially during that run where they lost six of their last seven games, his future in Philadelphia, his contract versus Devontae Smith's impending extension, whether or not he gets along with Devontae and likes the target share between the two of them and Dallas Scott. Like, there's been a lot of speculation with A.J. Brown over the last calendar year, the entire 2023 season. This has been a thing. And while I do agree, sometimes Brown does it to himself with his silence, not talking to the media for weeks during one of the worst streaks the Eagles have had since 2020, and he's a captain of this football team. His body language a lot of the time does not look great on the football field. He's been caught on camera getting into it with Jalen Hurts, even though I didn't think it was a big deal. But again, those things happen, and when you don't talk, it can create stories. And I said that on the show before a few months ago. It's like, I don't think A.J. Brown has given up on the coaching staff. I don't think he wants out in Philadelphia. I don't even think he's upset about his target share with Devontae Smith, and I don't think he has a problem with Jalen Hurts. But when you don't talk, it can create stories. And there were a lot of stories regarding A.J. Brown. And then I saw this radio topic this week, and normally I'd say like fans and media, they really don't impact things when it comes to a player and how he feels about a franchise and his future, like the decision-making process of the Eagles. I don't think fans and media really impact it all that much. But I will say with A.J. Brown and with this position at wide receiver, it definitely is different. These guys are different. It's fragile with many of them. And I'm not calling them soft. I'm not calling them divas. But we all know star receivers, like they're a different breed. Even the best of the best and some of the best teammates and captains there are. Like, look at Stefan Diggs in Buffalo. All the time they think that guy's mad at them and that he's going to leave. Like, Tyreek Hill, we know his, you know, off the field issues, and that's a completely different kind of thing. But, you know, we know what wide receivers are. They're a handful at times. And, I think this situation is different because A.J. Brown clearly listens to this stuff. Like, he's responded to tweets 
passionately from fans in media like going after him and he has defended himself and he has gone after people in an aggressive way. He has refused to talk to the media for weeks on end. He was even asked today on a podcast about these quote-unquote trade rumors, which there isn't any, but this radio segment kind of created this whole stir and it got all the way back to A.J. Brown. And that, again, like normally I would not say fans and media, it's not really a big deal. Like it's just a radio station creating a topic. And if you're a, a player with a problem and this gets to you, like that's ridiculous, that's on you. But for me, whether or not you think it would be justified or not to have a problem with A.J. Brown, whether you think or not this team could one day trade him, I think that we need to just tread very lightly with this particular player. The Eagles have never had this kind of firepower at wide receiver, ever. They've had the likes of Harold Carmichael. They've had Mike Quick. They've had Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin. They've had Alshon Jeffrey. They've had Nelson Aguilar, who had a couple good years. Like They've had some pretty solid wide receivers. They've had some all-time greats, but they have never had the firepower at receiver they have right now with a combination of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith smack dab in the middle of their prime together. Do you know how rare that is? It took decades for the Eagles to do this. Do we remember what it was like watching receivers for the Eagles in 2018, 2019, 2020, even 2021 outside of Devontae Smith, it was miserable. I'm not saying fans and media are going to run A.J. Brown out of town, but I'm also not saying it's impossible for Brown to suddenly want out of the city and not want to play for this football team anymore because it's an intense environment. And I just think it's not worth the risk. And again, I'm talking more to fans to proceed with caution here because the media is going to do what the media is going to do, right? I mean, I know that. I'm a part of this industry. But I am just nervous that these things are getting back to A.J. Brown, and he does listen. A lot of these players listen. And I'm just not trying to mess up. The one thing that I think the Eagles can bank on over the next few years, especially if Devontae Smith gets an extension this offseason, you can bank on for the next at least four years that three guys will consistently keep you in every single football game. It's Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown. If all else fails, you know those three are going to keep you in games and keep you as a playoff contender. Let's not destroy that one guarantee we think we have. I just, I think it would be insane, and I'm not saying that I'll get a radio segment is going to force A.J. Brown out of town, but this segment happened yesterday, and A.J. Brown was asked about trade rumors today. That even that wasn't even what the topic was. It was just a hypothetical scenario. But again, things get misconstrued in the media and through fans, through social media, and it got back to A.J. Brown in the form of a trade rumor. And he said, well, you must know more than I do. I haven't heard anything like that, but I've been in this business long enough to know that anything can happen. He was traded from the Tennessee Titans when he probably thought that would never happen. And so he said, I'll be waiting by the phone if something happens. If not, I'll be here. I just, <laughs> there's been too much going on with A.J. Brown, and I don't think a lot of it should make you panic about him not having a long-term future in Philadelphia. But the more and more this kind of stuff piles up, it's been piling up on A.J. Brown. That's the one thing, too. It's not just one story. Again, if that was it, I'd say deal with it, right? But it's not just one story. It's not them attacking Devontae Smith, then A.J. Brown, then Dallas Goddard, then DeAndre Swift, then Jalen Hurts. It's 
article after article. It's rumor after rumor. It's speculation and criticism after criticism for A.J. Brown. And I think a lot of it, again, he has, some of it's warranted. Some of it he has created himself by his silence and by his body language and not explaining things. But I don't care. I'm willing to deal with that for how good he is as a receiver and the dynamic that this offense has with him, Hurts, and A.J. Brown. I And Devontae Smith, I am not trying to mess that up. Again, Terrell Owens, was he a handful in 2004 and 2005? Yes. He was such a pain in the ass. Every single team Terrell Owens went to, he was a pain. But guess what? Donovan McNabb should have had his back far more than he did. He should have been much more patient and willing to deal with T.O. the headache. And was he a headache? You bet your buddy was. But look at what happened with the Eagles after T.O., They needed Terrell Owens. Look what happened in 2004. Was he a headache that year? Yeah. They made the Super Bowl. Terrell Owens was the missing link. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith have been the missing link in Philadelphia, and they're talking on a podcast today, the Kay Adams Show, about the media just trying to break them up. Like They're already having a problem with this dynamic. And I just, look, I mean, we've seen some bad receiving play in Philadelphia. Do you really want A.J. Brown out of Philadelphia? I don't think so. And again, I don't know who specifically I'm talking to here. I guess it's the media a little bit, the radio stations, the the fan back and forths on social media and going after AJ. And look, I know this is what fans do, and they did it to Jalen Rager and Kenneth Gainwell, you know, DMing people on Instagram at halftime. Like, I know this happens. This is par for the course in this business, especially in the NFL. But with AJ Brown, I'm just warning people, let's tread lightly. Let's take care of this guy because Philadelphia – They need him. So I'm not trying to trade A.J. Brown. If anything, I'm trying to extend Devontae Smith, keep A.J. Brown long-term. And I have thoughts on how I think the Eagles need another wide receiver more than people may think when it comes to other needs on this roster. So we'll get into that more coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions do apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, want to let you know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you, 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So no, the Eagles should not trade A.J. Brown. If anything, I think they need to add more firepower to this offense around Jalen Hurts in 2024. I'm down in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl this week, and I was watching the wide receiver talent, and it's far better than it was last year. It's been, and again, last year was pretty solid, though. They had Tank Dell and Rashi Rice and Puka Nakua, but I just mean, at the time, I didn't think it was a great class. Same with 2022. Like, on paper, 
this is the deepest receiving class I've seen in a while, and they're showing out on the football field. Like I was blown away by the receiver talent today at practice. You know, Xavier Legit from South Carolina had a great day. Tez Walker from UNC looks like one of the best burners in this class. The 6'7 tower that is Florida State receiver Johnny Wilson just making it impossible to guard him with that catch radius and one-on-ones, whether he plays tight end or receiver, I don't know. But this is a really intriguing class at receiver. But even more so, the kind of receiver is that the Eagles could be looking for in the range of the draft that would be most realistic. Those kind of guys, those candidates were even more noticeable. And I think the kind of receiver the Eagles need, and they could add anybody, right? Because A.J. Brown can play on the outside, he can play in the slot. Same with Devontae Smith. Like, they have very versatile receivers already. So you don't have to, you know, put yourself in a corner and say you need a slot receiver. Like, you could get a burner, you could get a, if you want Johnny Wilson, if you think that he could be somebody that translates at the next level as an ex-receiver or as a giant slot, not a big slot, but a giant. Like, you have the flexibility with Smith and Brown to pretty much pick up any kind of receiver you want. But I really do think it would complement those two perfectly if you could get a Hunter Renfro type, right? Like a really shifty slot receiver with great route running. Like, that's the kind of player I'm looking for, especially now in Kellen Moore's offense. And I saw a lot of those guys at practice today completely tear up. You look at Michigan wide receiver Roman Wilson, through two practices in Mobile, he might be not only the best receiver so far that's been down here, but he might be the best player that's been down here from an overall performance standpoint. And 11-on-11s, 1-on-1s, he is shifty in the slot, but he has legitimate long-range speed. He kind of gives off Tyler Lockett vibes a little bit from the Seattle Seahawks, if I had to make a comparison. Roman Wilson has been one of the best receivers. I mean, even today, he had a one-on-one against Quinion Mitchell of uh, Toledo, who, to me, is the best corner that's down here, a first-round prospect. One-on-one, and Roman Wilson beats him, and then has to come back for the football, a back-shoulder, one-handed catch while he's falling down along the sidelines, and he makes the grab. Like, that kind of receiver... Although now he might be pricing himself out of Philadelphia. Is he a day one pick? I'm not sure. But if he's a second rounder or a third round pick, that could be something the Eagles consider. I look at Louisville wide receiver Jamari Thrash. He doesn't really have an elite trait in any category, but man, is he just solid at everything. He is shifty as hell, and he kind of runs like Debo Samuel a little bit, where he's physical, he's really tough to take down. So you look at those two receivers, a Georgia receiver in Lad McConkley, who literally is unguardable in one-on-ones. Another shifty slot receiver with good long-range speed. He can actually high-point the football pretty well for his size, Watching some of these guys tear up today, it got me thinking about how I think the Eagles could use this kind of player far more than you would think because they do have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Like when you were listing the Eagles' needs this year, receiver probably isn't very high in your list. It would be, you know, linebacker, safety, cornerback, maybe another edge rusher, another defensive tackle if Fletcher Cox retires. You could even say another edge running back if DeAndre Swift leaves in free agency. And I'm not saying none of that's true. Like I think receiver is at the bottom of the list when it comes to the top of the depth chart. But that wide wide receiver three spot is more important now than last year, than maybe even in 2021 because they were looking for their wide receiver two at the time. Look what happened this year, when Devontae Smith got injured at some point, when De- when A.J. Brown got banged up, when Dallas Goddard was out for multiple weeks, they did not have a third guy that was close to stepping up. The other two players that were healthy, they'd have to carry. 
And when two of them were out, like week 18, when Devontae Smith wasn't playing and A.J. Brown, and you needed Olmeade Zacchaeus, Quez Watkins, Julio Jones to carry the load, Number one, the coaches could not scheme these guys open. They did them no favors, and I'm sure Kellen Moore can help a lot more in scheming open other role players. But also, those guys just were not nearly good enough this year. And now you look at a guy like Dale Scotter, is 29 years old. He has a long injury history. Again, A.J. Brown has had injuries in the past, too. Devontae Smith is pretty durable and pretty reliable. But I really think even if all those guys are healthy, they could really use another passing target. Whether that's, again, a receiver or a tight end, cannot watch another year of Jack Stahl, Quez Watkins, OZ, Julio Jones. Like They need to be better at this spot because you're one injury away from one of those guys having to play a lot of snaps and get a significant increase in targets. Like Yes, again, when all three of Goddard, Smith, and Brown are healthy, is this is a player that probably sees, what, two to three targets a week? if that. So it's not a huge role, but when those guys, their number is called, it needs to be much more efficient than it's been. And when there's injuries, you've got to be able to trust they can step up. Last year when Brown or Smith got injured or Goddard, I had no faith in Quez, in OZ, in Stahl to step up as a pass catcher. And again, they have a lot more needs this offseason than they did last year. But I will say they do have four picks in the first three rounds. You could still address some other big needs with three picks and you could spend a draft pick on a pass catcher. I'm not saying that has to be a slot receiver. It could be a tight end. It could even be a pass catching do it all running back. But I think this is a need that the Philadelphia Eagles have. And so the rookie class has a lot of good options for the birds on day two and day three. Even you look at, I was really impressed by uh, Taquan Jackson from Tulane today, who's a player that wasn't even really on my radar, but he is shifty as hell. Kind of gives me a almost Tutu Atwell vibes from the LA Rams. Like that's another player that maybe more so in the fourth through fifth round could be a good option to push this depth chart. But Removing the prospects from the equation, I was talking to some people, some Chicago Bears analysts and some insiders today at practice. One thing I will say, keep a close eye out for pending Bears free agent receiver Darnell Mooney. I was told by multiple people today that they think the Eagles could have interest in Mooney who could be had for the cheap. Mooney's numbers last year were not great, but he just did not fit the offense, the scheme. Uh, Justin Fields really just did not look his way a whole lot, but Mooney did get open, kind of almost Rashad Bateman treatment from Baltimore, a player that gets open consistently and just could not get the ball. I heard that Darnell Mooney could be some somebody the Eagles are watching, and that would be really exciting to me. Like That's one of the ideal scenarios. If you're going to tell me who I'd want the Eagles to add as wide receiver three this year, Darnell Mooney would be at the top of my list. He's a guy, speaking of Tulane, that I really liked in that 2020, uh, 2021 NFL draft. So, again, Darnell Mooney, it could be Roman Wilson, it could be Jamari Thrash, Lad McConkley, uh, Tyquan Jackson. I'm not saying they need to invest a big contract in a Tyler Boyd at this position or Curtis Samuel or a Hollywood Brown, although I would really love those options. I would love Curtis Samuel in this Eagles offense. He would be the perfect wide receiver three. And speaking of using more pre-snap motion with Kellen Moore, Curtis Samuel is so good in pre-snap motion. Like That's a perfect kind of player for reverses, a versatile guy that's played running back before as well in college and in the NFL level. That's a guy I really like. You don't have to do that, though. You can add somebody at a lower level. Regardless, though, I think this is a bigger need than people think. That fourth pass catcher, whether it's a receiver or a tight end, 
Howie Roseman has to address it. They cannot go into next year with Quez Watkins, OZ, Julio Jones. Like They need a clean slate. Behind Brown and Smith, they have to do better. All right, guys, I've got more takeaways from the Senior Bowl practice coming up next. This roster looks really good for a lot of positions that the Eagles need. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks. For me, that's chicken wing dip. I make a mean olive dip, too. It's got some cream cheese in it. Phenomenal. And then, when I get my snacks, I like to place some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, I'm hoping it's Kansas City. I know the dynasty would continue, but I cannot see San Francisco winning. So I'm going to take uh, Kansas City money line. So you can bet on that, of course. But FanDuel is also bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, so much more. New customers join today. You're going to get $200 back in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Eagles fans, wrapping up this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Day two of the Senior Bowl is officially closed. Great day of practice. I mean, this this year's roster is loaded. Compared to last year, I think there is a lot of talent here at pretty much every... Like last year, there were some weak points. You look at quarterback, the best guy was what? Uh, Jake Hayner. I don't think it was a great class down here for cornerback and some other spots. Um, this year, there's players I like at every single position. And for the Eagles, they have a lot of needs this year, especially on the defensive side of the football. And I don't know if they're going to do it. We've talked about it a lot on the show the last few weeks. But again, today I was really focusing on linebackers, safeties, and corners on defense. And it almost felt like a tease getting excited about some of these linebacker prospects. You look at uh, NC State's Peyton Wilson made multiple nice plays in coverage. Like You can see the wingspan and the closing speed. He had the 10th highest max speed of any position today, according to Zebra Sports, which does the GPS tracking for the advanced stats at the Senior Bowl in Alabama. Peyton Wilson was making plays. Uh, You look at a Cedric Gray from UNC, who's probably a top three linebacker prospect this year. He looked really good in one-on-ones in coverage. And then I got really excited about a Miami hybrid player who played safety, but the last two days has been playing linebacker in practice, James Williams. Like this kid is 6'5", a freak athlete that is a matchup type of player that I want. Is he a perfect fit at linebacker? No. Is he a perfect fit at uh, safety? No. But he's kind of an Isaiah Simmons type where just use him in certain ways and in matchups, like have him cover their athletic tight end, have him blitz on third and long, like use him in the right ways. And he could be a legitimate player. There are a lot of good second and third level prospects down here and I'm watching them. And it's almost like, and not that I'm ignoring the trenches, but the Eagles have invested so much there lately. I mean, they have so many young players on both sides on the offensive line. You've got Cam Jurgens, Landon Dickerson, Jordan Maialata, Tyler Steen. Lane Johnson is still a player that he's not in the middle of his prime, but still an elite right tackle, one of the best tackles in football, if not the best tackle in football. On the defensive line, you've got Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Milton Williams. These are all first-round picks, second-round picks, third-rounders on the trenches on both sides. And during practice, I'm like, am I ignoring this too much? Is Howie Roseman just going to fool us all again and just go trenches in the draft? So it almost felt like I was asking myself, am I wasting my time? But 
this has got to be the year they do this because there are some really good players. Even a corner, I mentioned Quinion Mitchell before from Toledo. Right now, he's becoming the favorite Eagles mock draft pick, what I've been seeing on Twitter so far. An elite zone ball hawk, again today, showed off his ability as a press man corner. That's something he did not do a lot at Toledo. He wouldn't do it a lot if he was in Philadelphia, if he was the first-round selection, and there's been some smoke behind that. His coaches had some ties with Nick Sirianni in college. Uh, He did meet with the Eagles this week down here in Mobile. I think he would be a really good fit, and he looked good today again. The guy, though, that's becoming the favorite Eagles mock pick for me at 22nd overall is Miami safety Cameron Kitchens. This is the best. I think Quinion Mitchell might be the best ball hawk at corner in the class, especially down here. Kitchens will be the best ball hawk at safety when it's all said and done in this class before the draft is over. Six interceptions two years ago, five last year. He can do it all. And today he showed that off. He completely, in 11-on-11s, blew up a screenplay. You saw him play in the slot, deep cover one, two high shells. He held his own in all of these situations. He held his own in one-on-ones. Fangio needs his Justin Simmons. He needs his quarterback of the defense at safety. Yes, that can be your green dot linebacker, but I remember reading that article last week, the book of Fangio, and that quote still sticks with me today. The king or queen on the chessboard for Fangio's defense is the safety position. And so for me, this year, if Howie was going to break his trend and take a safety in the first or second round, I think this is the year to do it, and I think Cameron Kitchens, you would be remiss to say that's a bad option. He might be the number one option for me. Of course, you know, Javon Bullard's down here too from Georgia, and he's been really good too, and that's the only position at Georgia that Howie has not taken on the defensive side of the football, but Kitchens is a guy for me that I really like. He might be my favorite prospect at safety so far, and he has definitely showed out the last two days, especially today at practice. I'll have more updates for you at the Senior Bowl all week long, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for the game as well. So make sure you subscribe to Locked on Eagles on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. We thank you so much for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. That'll do it for today's edition of the show. As always, thank you so much for downloading, watching, and listening, and let's go Birds.